Welcome to TVN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Matt and Lori Crouch host New York Times bestselling author and senior pastor of Gateway Church, Robert Morris. They discuss how to slow the hustle, prioritize peace, and receive God's gift of rest. We welcome you wherever you're watching. Our favorite thing in the whole world to do is broadcasting television with Robert Morris. And, and Robert, you, uh, first of all, we call you pastor. Yep. Is that an accurate statement? It is, it okay. is. Because <laughs> so. uh, when y'all are in the Metroplex, you're in church and you, uh, I, you tithe yep. to the church. Yep. And you, you actually said that to me a while back and I went online to make sure. <laughs> I just want to say that you practice what you preach. And we're very obedient, right? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, in addition, (laughs) let me just tell you one other thing that you should be very happy about. (laughs) Um, I told you one time when you had switched something in your accounting department it cut off yeah. our regular tithing. And I said, Pastor, you yeah. know, you got a problem with your thing. And you, you knew about it and all that. And then you asked me very nicely mm-hmm. to resubmit that. <laughs> and we did. And uh, so all is well. Uh, before we get totally into the entirety of take the day off, yeah. um, you have something funny to, to start with. Sure. So Well, yeah. we uh, you were, uh, Debbie is here, yeah. my yeah. wife. I don't know if we can get a shot yeah. of uh, yeah. Debbie. Hello, Debbie. My beautiful yeah. wife. That right there. Yeah. So, and uh, so, so this past May, we celebrated 39 years <laughs> of marriage. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's fantastic. Um, now, I, I do want to let everyone know uh, we got married young. It was the biggest <laughs> event of the fifth grade. But um, so that's why. Uh, but Debbie's not uh, great with numbers. And okay. so if you've ever heard me talk about that, you know, that's not her strength. She has lots of strengths. But numbers are just not her strength. So I said to her after our anniversary, I said, you realize we're starting our 40th year of marriage. And so in a moment she said, well, you know, when you think about it, you've been married to me for 40 years. <laughs> and I've been married to you for 40 years, so we've been married like 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feels like that no, sometimes, No, 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 no it? sure. It's, it's, that's not her work. She said, combined. And I don't know why she is like a Texas twain. Combined. <laughs> combined. And she said, you know, like they say, a doctor's office has, we have this many years of experience. Combined. And she just kept saying, combined. Combined. <laughs> Combined. And I said, I don't care how, how many times you say it, we haven't been married 80 years. <laughs> just, just the math just doesn't work. Okay. So, okay. I love her so much. Jeez. That makes me feel so much better about myself, Debbie. <laughs> so let me just, let me just say, uh, we're here in Southern California, and there's a lot of folks in Southern California that love Beautiful. your ministry. Yeah. This is a great studio audience. Thanks for being here. Wow. There's a whole bunch of folks here. Do me a favor. Just start doing a little bit of a wave. Find a camera. Wave. Smile. Smile whether you have any teeth or not. Big smile. <laughs> And uh, just wave to your aunties and your uncles and those that are watching around the world, whatever you're doing. Let me just set kind of the stage. We're here in a big studio here. We call this Studio C. 
my mom and daddy hosted here forever. And back in about 1981, you made your first appearance in this studio. Yes. And what happened sitting in a chair right about like right about where you are now? Uh, God spoke to me and said, uh, I'm calling you to to be on television mm. in this studio with your mom and dad. My goodness. Uh, they asked me to look at the camera and to give a, a, a gospel invitation. I'd share. They interviewed me about my testimony mm. growing up in church, uh, going away from God like a lot of people but then having a true born again experience. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people like that, yeah. that grow up in church and literally make a childhood decision, but don't make an adult decision mm -hmm. to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. And children can get saved. I don't wanna say that they can at all, uh, because Debbie got saved when she was nine. Um, and she was delivered from uh, bubble gum at that time. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> But I got I got Jeez. but I got saved at 19. I was delivered from drugs. Yeah. But I a guy explained to me the difference, and it was giving control of your life to Jesus, mm. not just believing in Jesus. Well, she understood that at nine. I didn't yeah. understand that at nine. Right. So I I your parents interviewed me, and then your dad said, "Would you just look right in the camera, and just ask people to give control of their lives to Jesus?" Mm. And I felt this anointing. I, wow. I felt the power of God strongly. Yeah. And at that time, after that program, uh, your father told me they'd had more salvations Thank on that you, program Lord. than they'd ever had on any Thank program. You, and that was when the Holy Spirit said to me, I've called you to do this because yeah. you can reach a lot of people yeah. through this media. My goodness. So. Wow. So, since you seem to be good with numbers, how many years ago was that? Uh, 81 to now. Yeah. Uh, be 38 years ago. 38 years ago. Yeah. My goodness. Combined. Combined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Combined. Jeez. Oh, Sorry, Debbie. Oh my I love you. God. <laughs> but, but how many combined? Combined. Combined. So Debbie and I have been doing uh, television 78 years. <laughs> combined. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh. You know, I'm going to pay for this later. Yeah, okay. I think we all are. Seriously. It's going to cost me something <laughs> at Nordstrom's or something. It's going to cost something, I can tell you that. So, um, we're moving right on to uh, take the day off. So, we're in a very comfortable studio. The air conditioning is working. Uh, looks people. like, you know, wonderful audience. Uh, Southern California audience, by the way. Come on in. Let's jump in to take the day off. What are we, what is this about? Okay, well this came from what I like to call the great underwear crisis of 2005. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I like so I started, those words have never been said never on been Christian spoken TV. on television before. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I started Gateway Church in 2000. So 2005, we were five years into it. Uh, yeah, everyone has gone through this. You start a new business, you start a new job, you get a new position, uh, you get married, you have kids. We all go through something where something's added to our plate. Okay. And so before long, we're stressed, we're burned out, we're just having difficulty. So um, I'd been in that season of just going, going, going. And so this is horrible to admit and to confess on television. But, um, <laughs> I took my shower one morning, 
opened my underwear drawer and I had one pair of underwear in the drawer. Okay. And I just stood there. <laughs> and I thought, what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> and my, my mind was so tired, I couldn't think, you know, I can wash. <laughs> I, I, I can go to Walmart and buy 12 pair for 97 cents. <laughs> I just, and then I remember even thinking, I need to wear underwear tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I'm a pastor. Pastors should wear underwear, you know? That's just kind of the unwritten Agreed. rule, you know? They should, right. Yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, I, I just went on. And then I uh, put my, I opened my sock drawer and I had no socks. And I sat down on the floor of my closet and started crying. Oh my God. I literally started crying. You just needed a good I, nap. Wow. I, I, needed some, I needed some time off, that's right. it. I needed, and finally gathered myself, you know, found some socks or something, went to lunch with a friend, and, and I said, I, have, I, I need to tell you something. I said, I'm, I'm having a nervous breakdown. Wow. I'm out of underwear. I, said, I cried today. Wow. Because I didn't have any yeah. socks. And he said, uh, you're not having a nervous breakdown, Robert. You're tired. Mm. Mm. You're tired. My goodness. And anyone would be tired doing what you're doing. At that time, mm. Gateway Church had six weekend services. Mm. Three Saturday night, three Sunday morning. Good. Oh, I, Lord. I preached yes. them all. I oversaw the staff. I, I, I was just doing everything, you know. Yeah. And now we have like 29 weekend services. I preach one of them. You know, the rest come on the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, and God's called me and I'm able to do more things in the body of Christ. But it was a matter of, of learning to manage my time just like you manage your money. Mm -hmm. But that's when God showed me that in the Ten Commandments, God's top ten list. Think about it. His top ten list. He tells you to rest one day a week. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's in the same list as don't commit adultery. It's saying the same list as don't commit murder, don't lie, don't steal, it's don't take his name in vain, don't have any other gods before him. It's the same list. Mm. But we as believers, now we're not saved by keeping the Ten Commandments, obviously. Right. We're saved by grace, which the picture is so wonderful in that he didn't show up to Israel and say, listen, if you guys will straighten up, I'll get you out of bondage. Right. He said, I'll get you out of bondage, and then I'll give you some principles to live in a peaceful, lawful society. Got it. Mm -hmm. And those principles still are, are, are uh, applicable to us today. Right. I mean, you should still live though by those principles, okay? Right. So we don't do the Ten Commandments to get saved. But if we steal, there are consequences. If we murder someone, there are consequences. If we lie, there are consequences. Well, what if you don't rest one day a week? Hmm. It's not like God's mad at you. Yeah. He's not getting back at you. It's just we're going to suffer consequences. And we really, as Christians, if I went through them, and I'll, I'll just do it. We don't believe we should have any other gods before him. Correct. We don't believe we should have idols. Mm -hmm. We don't have idols in our home. We don't believe we should take his name in vain. Mm -hmm. We'll skip number four for a minute. We believe we should honor our mother and father. We shouldn't lie. We shouldn't steal. We shouldn't murder. We shouldn't commit adultery. And we shouldn't covet. Everyone agrees with that. Yeah. And yet we have no problem with working seven days a week. Wow. And it's God's top ten. And so that's where this came from. It came in my own life that I was not resting 
one day a week. And when I started taking a day off, it changed everything about everything in my life. Everything. Wow. Everything. Yeah. So you basically told me uh, in a, at another time earlier that you you did a study on you know a separate independent study on the on the Ten Commandments, and the first four were how to relate to God, uh -huh. and the last six was how to relate to man or yeah. your yeah. your life. Yeah. So explain that because well, it's it's really looking at the Ten Commandments not as a set of rules to follow, but for yeah. you, right. uh, that helps understand this. Yeah, the first thing we've got to do is look at everything in the Bible through the lens of the nature and the character of God. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so many times we look at God as a dichotomy, like he's, he's law and grace, mm. but he's not. He's grace that gives us principles to live by for our good. There you go. Mm -hmm. they, they, they weren't for his good. Right. They, you know, they weren't to satisfy God's righteous laws because Jesus was the only one that could satisfy that. Mm. They were to help us. So you take the Ten Commandments, and it's even in uh, when Jesus, when the rich young ruler said, came up to him, Jesus quoted six of the commandments. Wow. He quoted the six that have to do with man's relationship with man. Mm. He didn't quote the four that have to do with man's relationship with God because the man had already violated the first one. You shall have no other gods before it. He had money before. Wow. So there are four that teach us how to relate to God and six that teach us how to relate to other people. Okay. But they're, they're relationship principles. That's, that's the whole point. I can have a better relationship with God if I don't have something in front of God, if I have God as number one in my life. Okay. I can have a better relationship with God um, if I don't use his name in a vainful or a prideful way. I can have a better relationship with God. Same thing with uh, taking a day off. Now, why would that relate to my relationship with God? Hmm. It relates to my relationship with God because in a way it's like tithing. When I tithe, I'm trusting God that 90% with his blessing will go farther than 100% without. Got it. Got it. Okay. So now think about this. So when I take a day off, when I take one day off and rest one day a week, I'm trusting six days with God's blessing can go farther than seven days without. Got it. Yes. I'm telling God, I trust you. Yeah. And uh, the manna was one of the examples. He said, I'll provide two days. Don't go out and gather manna on Sunday. On, it was Saturday. That was the seventh day. On the seventh day, I'll provide enough on the sixth day for two days. Mm -hmm. But they went out and did it anyway. And he said, how long will they not trust me? Mm. How long? Okay. So today, our job, that's our manna. <laughs> That's how we provide for our families. Okay. Yeah. And so we're, we're literally telling God, I trust you yeah. that if I don't work seven days, you'll provide enough on the sixth day that will last for the seventh day. Our minds were more creative. Our minds are rested. We get ideas. You know, it, it's amazing how we can think and think and think about something and say, I just got to take a break. Mm -hmm. And we take a break and we're actually doing something fun and all of a sudden the answer comes to us. Right. It's because our mind is rested. God created us to rest one day a week. And he did this as a gift. That's what's amazing to me is that it, it, it's like God coming to you, Matt, and saying, hey, Matt, listen, you, you don't have to run the network seven days a week. Mm. I, I'm big enough. I can, I can do it without you there even. Mm. I'd like for you to go to the beach one day a week. Mm. And you say, no, I, I don't want to take that gift. Why wouldn't you want that gift? Right. He gives us a gift of a day off. And, and so many times we just don't take the gift. And I think it's basically because we don't trust him. 
Yeah. Okay, so start teaching this. This came out of your great underwear crisis of 2005, but, but, yeah. but then your health yeah, issue so, too. So let's talk about stress and what it does. So how many doctor visits do we go yes. to in an all Yes, so I went through that in the book. So I go through so much more than just the theological. I did studies on it. Um, I did uh, health studies and, and uh, you know, even um, secular studies on this. And they're finding out right now, we are the most diseased, medicated society that's ever existed. And if you think about just a generation ago, you know, we would watch, you know, like something like the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. And they just sat around on the porch at night yeah. and just relax. Yeah. And we don't even do that anymore. Right. And we, we're, we're constantly doing something. Here's the other thing. We used to have an office phone and a home phone. And we literally have an office phone now 24 hours a day. Yep. We have it plugged in right beside us. We, we can be awakened in the middle of the night by a work email. Yep. It, it, and, and now we're awake for the rest of the night. Uh, so it, it has affected everything and all the diseases, all the health things. Uh, here's something that's amazing. In Japan, one day there's a, a guy who dies at his desk. At his desk. He's working and they walk by his desk and the guy's dead. Here's what's amazing. 34 years old. Oh. 34 years old. So they, so they started studying. He died of exhaustion. Oh. But he's 34. Yeah. He'd worked for the company for 10 years since he's 24. In that 10 years, though, he had worked an average of 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, Lord. So basically, he worked his 40 years. Yeah. But he worked it in 10. And his body couldn't, his body was 70-something years old probably, but, you know, yeah. as far as all of his work. So they actually, in the Japanese language now, have a word, which I can't pronounce, but it's a word that is, it's, it's early death from exhaustion. Oh. Now China has one and now Korea has one. Wow. So think about that. Israel, the nation of God, God formed the nation of Israel and gave Israel dietary laws and even these laws to be able to relate to each other, which again include murder, adultery, things like that, mm -hmm. even rape, even manslaughter, all these things that we base our laws on, they came from God. Mm -hmm. But this taking one day a, a, a week off, that came from God. Mm. And if you, if, you, uh, if you go back, think about, um, just, just to bring it up modern day, let's say years ago they did have email and someone emailed someone in Israel and said, hey, I'll, I'll be in Saturday and uh, let's complete this contract. Well, they would email back and say, we don't work on Saturdays. Mm. You know, it's just, and they'd say, well, why not? And they say, well, because God created the world in six days and on the seventh day rested. They'd email back, what God? So it's actually a way to witness. Mm. It's goodness. a way to tell the rest of the world uh, about the creation that we didn't, we didn't, we don't exist because two nothings collided with nothing. Mm. Right. Which I can't believe we ever believe that one. <laughs> nothing <laughs> collided with nothing, and all of this came into existence. Here you know, boy, are. that 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 really takes faith to believe that. You know. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a witness to the whole world mm. that God gave us that many times we're just not using it and enjoying it for ourselves. Yeah. It reminds me of the Chick-fil-A. You know, yeah. they're not open on Sundays. Well, I studied I that. you always want a Chick-fil-A on Sunday. No, yes, that's but, the weirdest. Yes. I will, I will say this, though. The average fast food restaurant makes a million dollars a year. 
Chick-fil-A, which is not open 24 hours a day either, right. and most of them are, right. and not open seven days a week, makes five million. My Isn't goodness. that amazing? Awesome. Do it God's way, and look what happens. Amazing. You know, I think uh, in America, we're always taught to work hard while you're young, and you've got it inside of you so that when you're older, you can, you can rest, but then everyone's unhealthy. <laughs> That's right. Because they burn at both ends. Well, we're taught that it's noble, yeah. to work hard. It's, you're a good person if you work hard. And yes, we work hard, mm -hmm. but we don't overwork. That's, yeah. that's the problem. It's the overworking, it's yeah. the not trusting God, it's the not relaxing, yeah. and it, it's just amazing the benefits that come from doing things God's way. And this is one of those things. I like it. Uh, take the day off, it's the fourth commandment. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. So, how do you apply this book to you? Okay, so with God, again, everything in the Bible we have to take with the nature and character of God. God is not a legalistic God. He's a principled God, and these principles are for our benefit. He's a loving, gracious, merciful God. Got it. So what's the principle? behind the fourth commandment, and it's to rest. The word Sabbath comes from two words. One word is labor, and the other word is cease. Good. But it's so strong, it's almost like saying labor, no. That's, that's really the way it, would be, it could be translated. Labor, no, no, don't work today. And so what people ask me a lot of times is, what do you do on your Sabbath? And I say to them, actually, that's the wrong question. Hmm. It's not what do I do, it's what do I not do. Mm -hmm. I don't do anything that relates to my work. For me, I write sermons, that's part of my work. I don't write sermons on my day off. The other thing I wanna say, just to clarify how it works for me, is um, I have to work on Sundays. <laughs> and Saturday is actually the seventh day and I'm getting ready and we even have services on Saturday. So my seventh day is Monday. So again, God's not a legalistic God. So it's not which day, it's one day a week. That's Got the it. point. It's one day Got a week it. where you rest one day a week from your work, what you do for work. So if you answer emails, don't answer emails. If you write presentations, don't write presentations. If you oversee uh, staff and you have to send out a certain memos, don't do it on that day. If you will just take a day to rest from your job, from your occupation. You'll get more accomplished in six days than you will in seven. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. So, you were talking earlier about, you know, uh, I think in, in one of the, the stories in, in the New Testament, Jesus says something about getting your ox out of a ditch yeah. or something. Yeah. Not very many of us have oxes. So you're going to have to explain that. Basically, the idea that an emergency situation, God is, again, is not legalistic. Right. So explain the that's, whole, that, what that's Jesus the whole point. was explaining. That's the whole point. Well, and one of the things he also said was they got on to him because they were walking through a field on the Sabbath and some of his disciples plucked some heads of grain and ate it. And he said to them, guys, the Sabbath was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. 
In other words, the Sabbath, this one day a week off principle, was made to serve me. I wasn't made to serve it. Mm. So God did it for my good. He didn't do it so I'd follow some rule. So that's, that's one thing. And then he gives this, this. He said, listen, even you, if your ox falls in a ditch on, on the Sabbath, you get it out. Mm. So what he's saying is, if you have an emergency, sure, take care of it. And if they call and say, the building's on fire, don't say, hey, it's my day off. You know, so, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I mean, don't do that. Yeah, yeah if, you got, if you got an emergency, do it. Yeah. But what I want, would like to say is, if your ox falls in the ditch every week, you're a bad manager. Hello. I mean, there, there's, there's, you need to change some things about what you're doing. Yeah, you need to get some, some uh, policies in place, some principles in place where you can take a day off. So again, it's not legalistic with God at all. It's for our good. It, it's like if you said to your, to, to Lori, I'm, I'm going to buy you a present every week. Okay. She, okay, she, okay, she says, okay. <laughs> uh, you, you're, you're, you're doing it because you love her and because you want to bless her yeah. and you want it to be a blessing to her. Okay. I'm sorry, idea. I've gotten you in so much yeah. trouble. Yeah, we I've gotten you in so much trouble here. Yeah. Oh, so, but, but, but her, if, if she responded with like, no, and, and I don't want to do that and I don't have time for that or, you know, or, you know it, it, you'd think, what are you doing? I'm trying to give you a gift. And I think it's so crazy that God says, hey, I'd like to give you all a gift. Mm. I'd like to give you a day yeah. off. And we're like, hey, we don't have time to take a day off. And if, if I take a day off, God, you don't understand. Things won't get done. And, mm -hmm. and God is up there thinking like, well, can I not take care of this? Yeah. Wow. Am I not big enough to provide manna for two days? Here? He's yeah. asking you by faith to believe that he will multiply right. your capabilities right. in the six days and to think, rest and give it to him on the seventh day. I just think day. God wants us to trust him with our lives a That's whole it. lot more than That's what it. we do. A whole lot more. A whole lot more. Just a whole, a lot. whole lot more. I, we were just on vacation um, when we were talking about trusting God. And we, we go to the lake and we've been doing that for years with our kids and grandkids now. And so my son James is like very, very good at water sports. Mm -hmm. Like extremely good. He had a professional teach him. Uh, he's just very good. He's also very strong. He's always been strong. He was like naturally a Samson when he was born. I don't know how he got this, but like when he was two years old, he pulled all the air conditioner vents out of the dash of the of my Debbie's dad's car. You know, he's, just, oh, no. he's strong. Uh, one time I told Debbie, lock the door when I left the motel room, you know, lock the door. So she put the chain on, but when she turned around to leave, he grabbed the chain, again, he was like two, and he just ripped it out of the wall. Oh. And I'm thinking, this is supposed to keep the thieves out. <laughs> so, um, so, so he's strong, and he's very good at water sports. I'm going somewhere with this. Got it. So, so he gets up on the surfboard, but he holds his son in one hand, and he gets up with one hand, which would be a lot for a person to do because to pull your, your weight up. But his son is just screaming. He's four years old. He's scared to death. He's afraid he's going to fall in the water, you know. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, if I could just get him to understand how strong his dad is. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's so good. How capable his dad is. Yeah. Mm. And how much his dad loves him. Mm. He could just relax. Yeah. So I actually Beautiful. talked to him. Uh, later in the boat, and, and the other, uh, my uh, other grandchildren, my son's nieces and nephews said, hey, will you take us? So he's taken all of them, and my son, my grandson that was afraid was watching this, and I said to him, did you know that your daddy is one of the strongest people I've ever met in my life? <laughs> and he said, no. He's, he's, I said, oh yeah, he's very strong. 
And I said, and did you know he's one of the best surfers I've ever met too? No. And I said, and you know he loves you, right? I said, yeah. He said, yeah. I said, there's no way that your daddy's going to drop you. Hmm. There's no way. So at lunchtime, wow. at lunch, he said to my son, he said, Daddy, would you take me surfing again? Hmm. And this time he's laughing and enjoying oh. it. See, if we could understand how strong our father is, wow. how capable he is, and how much he loves us, we could take a day off and wow. just relax. Beautiful. So good. Wow. I love that. Wow, wow, wow. About the, the four tanks that we Okay, have. so we all have what I call four tanks, uh, a physical tank, an emotion, emotional tank, a spiritual tank, and a mental tank. Okay. And, and, and we drain them every day. <laughs> you know, we, in other words, we might get up early and go to bed late, so we're draining our physical tank. Uh, emotionally, we had to meet with someone and work through some difficult situation. We could tell it hurt their feelings, but we knew in the end it would be good for them, but it's still, we were hurt because they were hurt. Emotionally, we're drained. Spiritually, we go through spiritual warfare. You know, we had an attack of the enemy come against us and we had depression or fear or anxiety or worry come against us. Um, and then mentally, you know, we got up and we were thinking, we were trying to solve problems, we were trying to figure something out. So we're draining our tanks every day. So we got to refill those tanks. I think God gave us the Sabbath to refill. Mm. Got it. And God gave me the, the illustration of like you see this big 18-wheeler tanker truck full of fuel going down the road. And he said to me, Robert, you're like that tanker truck. And you, you fill up the staff. Like they go to different gas stations and fill them up. You know, you fill up your staff. You fill up your family. You fill up your leaders. But you've got to go back to the refinery and get filled up yourself. Mm. Yeah. But when you're sitting there and your truck is filling in the natural, you, you don't do anything. You're just, it's like you're wasting time. And he said, you feel like it's a waste of your time. Mm. So what you do is instead of going back to the refinery once a week, you just keep driving and mm. you just keep filling up other people, but you're, you're running on empty. Mm. You, you can't do that. You can't run on empty. You've got to go back and you've got to sit down and do nothing and relax and let me fill your tanks up again. Nice. Beautiful. So, what is the ramifications that you talk about in the book for ignoring this? Well, um, obviously it affects us. Obviously, health, health thing, mentally, we get affected, we have worry now, we have fear, we have anxiety. Obviously it affects us physically, we don't sleep as well, we don't rest as well. It could affect us with disease, sickness. You know, all, I could, we could go through all the ways it affects us. Here's what a lot of people don't think about. Uh, we, 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 we were talking about Debbie at first, so we've been married and we joke around and all. But if I'm not rested, it affects her. Mm. Mm -hmm. If I don't rest, my marriage is affected by it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have the emotional energy that I should. I'm not showing her the time I should. I'm not speaking. I'm not complimenting her. She comes home. She, you know, she uh, got a new hairdo. I don't even notice it because I'm busy. And by the way, that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, so, but, but it's going to affect my marriage. It's going to affect my kids. My kids come home and, they, and they're saying, Daddy, watch me do this cartwheel. Mm -hmm. But I'm tired. Yeah. And so I just want to sit in front of the TV and veg out. 
So it's going to affect my kids. It's going to affect my coworkers. Mm -hmm. I'm in a meeting. I'm not tuned in. They're trying to say to me, I've got a problem. I'm not thinking about their problem, though, because I'm tired. I can't help them come up with a solution. That's what I want people to understand. It, 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 it's natural for us to, to, when I'm sitting here doing my take day off, to realize, boy, this is affecting me. I can see how this is affecting me. But it is affecting everybody around me. But here's the big one. Remember, the commandments are in two sections. Four have to do with our relationship with God. Six have to do with our relationship with people. God put this one in the one that has to do with our relationship with God. Hmm. This is affecting my relationship so with God. So it's a trust thing, too. It is trust, but it's also peace. Where's my peace? Where's my joy? You know, righteousness, peace, joy, and righteousness are being filled with the Holy Spirit. Where, where is all these wonderful benefits that I should be receiving from God? Where am I? I'm not relaxing anymore because I don't have that trust in God that I should. So it's affecting my spiritual life in a way. And here's what happens, I think. God created us to be joy-filled, joyful. Okay. But all of a sudden, I'm tired. I'm um, worn out. And so Satan comes along and says to me, you need some fun in your life. And looking at this on the internet that you shouldn't look at, that's fun. Mm. Flirting with this uh, assistant at the office, this young lady, this other executive, that's fun. Doing this is fun. You see what I'm saying? Ha drinking a little more than just maybe a glass of wine at dinner. And, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't drink at all, but the Bible doesn't forbid drinking, but does forbid drunkenness. But people do that, you know, or having a little bit of this drug or some, this, you need some fun in your life. When God said, I'm, give, I'm giving you time to rest and have fun, so what happens is it affects our spiritual life too mm -hmm. because the enemy comes in and gives us a, um, uh, a false way to have fun right. that leads to destruction. Right. So it affects a lot. Yeah. So wow. um, we, we basically started off uh, the show thinking we are going to have just kind of a fun conversation about take the day off. Uh, which sounds fun, <laughs> and you've taken the dial and you've kind of started making it a little more serious, uh, and you're 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 kind of, you know, kind of bringing the uh, yeah. the heat up a touch you here. Know, I'm because I want people to really feel convicted, yeah. not condemned, right. but convicted. If I don't do this, this is this is going to affect me. Yeah. yeah. So. So I'm thinking about the the single mom. You know this. The single moms that have three children at home, that their job looks like it never ends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that they're working maybe two or three jobs just to make. What What do you say? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, it's it's the same thing with tithing. It's yeah. the single mom that's working two or three jobs that says, "I don't have that ten percent." Yeah. And yet we say, if you'll step out in faith, yeah, God will provide it. He'll provide a raise. He'll so do something good. like that. Yeah. It's the exact same thing with taking a day off. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we actually um, know some single moms in our church that babysit for each other. Yeah, it's so good. I love they, that. They'll just, yeah. they'll let you have a Sabbath. Yeah. So then they have a Sabbath and they have a little small group yeah. and they kind of rotate and they do some fun things. And so you just got to come up with creative ways. And then there are also seasons in your life, mm -hmm. um, you know, where you're planting, where you're harvesting, there are seasons. And so there's that season of being a mom of small children. Yeah. where um, you're not going to have quite as much time as someone who has a mom and, and their kids are in school, mm -hmm. you know, in that season of her life. 
So there are seasons, but there are still ways to be able to implement this. Yeah, I love that. So um, again, you've kind of put a more serious tone uh, of late here yep. in regard to this. Uh, and you were telling me uh, earlier about trying to schedule yeah. a meeting with, uh, with another pastor. That's kind of an interesting story that yeah. I think. Yeah, it was God trying to get my attention when I was young. Okay. So I could have avoided the great underwear crisis of 2005. Yeah, because we, um, we need to know how you got through that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I got through that by literally going to the elders and having to have the faith to say, I need a sabbatical. Mm. Wow. Just like a missionary does. Wow. And now I, I and all of our pastors on staff get a sabbatical like every five to seven years, depending on their responsibility. And uh, like my son that I was telling about uh, the, uh, with the surfing, He's on sabbatical right now. And what we do when our pastors go on sabbatical is we take the SIM card out of their phone. Oh, oh my goodness. And we give them a new, a, a new phone number that they give only to family and close friends. And then that SIM card, the other pastors will cover their voicemails for them. Then we give them a new private email and we take their email and we send it to an assistant. She has three or four pastors she can do. So when they come back, they don't have a stack of voicemail wow. and emails. They literally got to take time off and then come back and all their work was taken care wow. of. Wow, beautiful. Well done. Wow. But, um, That's awesome. But what the, the story you're referring to that happened to me, uh, I was in my early 30s. I was trying to schedule a, a, a luncheon with a pastor. It was back before we had iPhones and things like that. So we had day timers out. And so I would, I'd say like, well, what about next Monday? And he'd say, well, I have meetings on Monday. And he said, what about Tuesday for you? I said, well, my meetings are on Tuesday. And what about Wednesday? And he said, well, I'm out of town Wednesday. And I said, well, what about Thursday? I said, what do you have scheduled Thursday? And he said, nothing. And I said, great, let's do lunch uh, Thursday. And he said, no, I, 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 I can't do it uh, because I've, I've, I've got nothing scheduled Thursday. <laughs> And I didn't get it. And I said, yeah, I know you have nothing scheduled Thursday, so let's have lunch. And he said, no, Robert, you're not getting it. He said, on Thursday, hmm. I'm scheduled to do nothing. Hmm. Hello. On Thursday, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> That's on my job. On Thursday, <laughs> I have scheduled nothing. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then he said to me, and when we get together for lunch, I want to tell you why. I said, okay. So we got together for lunch, and he said to me 10 years ago, he was 62 at the time, 10 years ago, I was 52 years old, I was in the hospital, and I was dying. Mm -hmm. He said, my kidneys were shutting down, mm -hmm. and they had no reason for it. They said, you're dying. You're, you'll be dead in seven to 10 days. Mm -hmm. And I'm lying in that hospital bed at night, and I said to God, God, why are you doing this to me? I mean, I've tried to serve you and work for you, and why are you doing this to me? And he said, the Lord said to me, oh, I'm not doing this to you. He said, you're doing this to you. Mm. He said, you did this. Mm. He said, I asked you to rest one day a week. Oh my goodness. And he said, you've gone 30 years now without resting one day a week. And he said, your body's dying. I'm not killing you, your body's dying, it's worn out. And he said, Lord, if I repent, will you heal me? 
And here's what the Lord said to him. He said, you'll heal yourself if you'll repent. Wow. My goodness. He said, I felt strength come into my body. I got up. I unplugged myself. I got dressed and walked out of the hospital. He said, that was 10 years ago. I've not been in the hospital. Yeah. So when, um, as you say, I, I, I did get a, a little stronger, a little more serious. Yeah. I would like to say this is a life and death issue. Yeah. This is a life and death issue. It yeah. is that important. And what amazes me is I have to talk people into it. Wow. <laughs> Tell them right there. Yeah, I have to talk people into taking a day off. Wow. And I'm telling you, just trust God. Take one day off. Let the Lord show you how to do it. Let the Lord show you when to do it. There are times when I've got a, but my Sabbath is on a Monday. And uh, years ago, uh, sometimes I'd get an email from one of my staff members on a Monday. And I would email back and say, what day is this? And they would email me back and say, sorry. <laughs> so, so my staff now knows. But I, whatever you have to do, schedule it. But there are times we, we, we might have a conference on Monday or Tuesday. Mm. And, and so I might not be able to do it on Monday. But then Wednesday becomes my Sabbath. I'm going to take a day off every seven days to the best of my ability. And I would just like to encourage you. It's not a law. You don't have to be legalistic about it. But whatever you can do, whatever, whatever, however it works for you, go for it. Do it. Uh, and I, 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 I just have to say one more thing. I know I'm looking and I'm bringing it to a close, but I have to say something because it's so important. Um, I was staying in the office one day and one of my staff members said to me, Pastor, I know Monday is your Sabbath, but could you do this? And I just wanted to make a point. So I said, why don't you ask me to commit adultery while you're at it? Because you just asked me to violate one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Jeez. So Hello. choose any of the other ten and ask me to violate that one too. But you wouldn't ask me. But for some reason, we think we could violate this one. And Hello. again, it's not so we can go to heaven. Jesus paid the way for us to go to heaven. It's so we can have a good relationship with God and a good relationship with others. And what I'd like for you to do right now, because I know you're convicted, because I get convicted too. We all get convicted. So don't get condemned. Condemnations from the enemy. Don't get condemned. But just take the conviction and just say to the Lord right now, Lord, I'm sorry. You gave me a gift and I've not been receiving this gift. And I, I'm sorry. I repent. And in Jesus' name, please give me the grace. Show me how to do it. Show me when to do it. I want to rest. I want to honor the Sabbath one day a week for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Pastor, pray for, pray for people, but um, what, what do you think the main benefit of reading this book, then doing it, is going to be for the audience? Just well, tell them. Well, the main benefit of reading the book is I did so much study that I got under more conviction myself. <laughs> and I realized this is a, an epidemic. You know, I even looked at how many people died in World War I and how many people um, um, died with certain, um, you know, uh, diseases that came into the world. More people are dying today from stress-related illnesses than all the wars put together. Mm. Wow. Uh, so this, it, it is an epidemic. And by hearing me talk for a little while, 
it stirs us up. But by reading the book, it's like God just says over and over and over again through illustration after illustration, through scientific fact after scientific fact, through scripture after scripture. I wasn't even able to cover all the scripture in this program. But God does something that he cements it in us. Instead of like a New Year's resolution, it becomes a conviction or a principle that we live by. Mm. So I would encourage you to do that. And I, let, me, let, me, let me pray for you because I wanna, uh, Romans 8 says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And then we misinterpret it. It says to those who walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Let me tell you what it actually means. It means to those who allow the Holy Spirit to do it in their life and not try to do it by their own will. Wow. That's what it means. So you can't do this by your own willpower, but you can let the Holy Spirit do it in your life. So let me pray for you. So Lord, I pray for every person in our audience, every person watching at home, every person watching in whatever, in which, whatever, whichever country uh, they're watching in. Lord, I ask you right now that there will be a conviction, not a condemnation, a conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that years from now, they and their friends and their families will say one of the best things mm. he ever did was when he started resting mm. one day a week, honoring the fourth commandment and honoring the Sabbath. And I pray this in Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. amen. Wow, amen, wow. I think a lot of people um, have a problem of reaching out for help. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of people around us sometimes. I know it's hard for me to call a friend and say, hey, could you help me do something? Could you watch this or watch that? And I think we need to learn to do that. That helps us have that Sabbath, just reaching out for a little bit of help. But I love that God does everything he does to just trust him more with our lives mm -hmm. because he is a good father. He is mm -hmm. a, a good God and he loves to do great things for us. And um, there are people like you that help us realize that. And we love you and Debbie so very thank much. You. And thank you for sharing this. Thank you for letting us know all about this good Thank stuff. you for letting us call you pastor. Yeah. I'm gonna honor. go home anyway and do a load of underwear and socks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe swing by Walmart. But, but, but then after that, take the day off. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So take the day off by Pastor Robert Morris. I'm, if you're like me, when the TV's on in the room and you walk through the room and Robert's there, you freeze. Stop a minute. And you stop and you listen. That's, uh, that's what my daddy asked us to make <laughs> sure happened. And now we're 219. It's happening. Robert Morris is with us right here. Thank you, Pastor Robert. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, audience. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.